You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Chronic kidney disease is so much more common in African Americans. Why is this so, and what can be done about this? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host. And with me today is Dr. Irene Agadoa, Medical Director in Nephrology Medical Affairs from Amgen Incorporated in Thousand Oaks, California. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Agadoa. Thank you for having me on your show. I know that you're based in Thousand Oaks, but that's not where we are speaking to each other from. You're in Honolulu. Tell me what's going on there. That's right. I'm in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I'm attending the National Medical Association's annual convention And the National Medical Association is the largest and oldest medical organization that represents African-American physicians and their patients. And so I'm here with um, Amgen, and we sponsored a couple of initiatives and support the National Medical Association. And today we're going to talk about chronic kidney disease and is it common and who has it and why are African-Americans so affected? Well, we're certainly uh, familiar with chronic kidney disease, and my gestalt as a practicing internist is that it is much more common in African-Americans. What are some of the facts that support that premise? I just want to take a step back and just give you some statistics that I think you'll find pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at chronic kidney disease as a whole, it's the ninth leading cause of death in the United States. And, in fact, there are 20 million Americans who have some form of CKD, and there's another 20 million who are at risk. Now, if you look specifically at the statistics for African Americans, um, we're only about 12 to 13 percent of the population in the U.S., but we make up a, a third of percentage of the people with kidney failure. I mean, that's, those are pretty impressive statistics, and that's why we're, we're here partnering with the National Medical Association and really trying to address that issue. Well, that makes good sense with uh, those kind of numbers. And what was the particular interest that Amgen had in partnering with the NMA uh, in this initiative? Uh, Well, Amgen has been committed to nephrology for over 17 years, for almost 20 years, and we're, as a company, really committed to improving the lives of patients with kidney disease. Now, if you look at the population of people that are affected, African Americans as well as other minority groups are disproportionately affected by kidney disease. So as part of our overall platform to really address um, this particular disease, we really wanted to see if we could impact the disease in the African American community, and that's why we've partnered with the National Medical Association. Getting to some of the pathophysiology, do we understand why in certain minorities, and particularly African Americans, this is so much more prevalent? Well, if you look at the risk factors for chronic kidney disease, diabetes and high blood pressure or hypertension are the two most common causes. And diabetes and high blood pressure, unfortunately, are, are also very prevalent in the African-American community, whether it's due to a lifestyle or, or genetics. And so some of the initiatives to help really prevent or slow this increase in chronic kidney disease in African-Americans really focuses on managing those conditions, diabetes and high blood pressure. And uh, does there seem to be a either inherited or other predisposition that African-Americans tend to be more sensitive to those stressors of hypertension and blood sugars being out of control in terms of their kidney function? Uh, well, if you look at high blood pressure in particular, oftentimes, and you may have experienced this in your practice, it's harder to treat in African-Americans, particularly if you look at African-American males who are aged 22 to 44, they're mm-hmm. actually 20 times more likely than whites in that same age group to have kidney failure because of their high blood pressure. And is it understood uh, a basic science level why that should be so? I think because, oh, I, I don't want to, to step out of bounds, but African-Americans, hypertension has historically been uh, harder to treat and sometimes 
that's been thought to be related to the mechanism by which sodium is controlled. And medications that specifically address the renin angiotensin system can sometimes help address hypertension in that group. I'm certainly familiar with the fact that sometimes uh, African Americans tend to be less sensitive than whites to the medications that we have that work on the renin angiotensin system, the uh, ACE inhibitors and ARBs, and we often need to rely more heavily on diuretics and calcium blockers. Is the role of diabetes felt to be just that it is so much more prevalent in the African American population or some other mechanism specific to the diabetic effect on an African American kidney? No, I think it's just that the prevalence is very high in African Americans. And as you see in African Americans in the country as a whole, with the increase in obesity, we're seeing more and more diabetes and we're seeing it at an earlier age. And that's contributing to the increase in um, chronic kidney disease. Well, that certainly makes sense that the rising prevalence of diabetes, particularly in the African-American population, would naturally lead to more chronic kidney issues. What is the agenda in terms of addressing these problems in the African-American community? Well, there's a, a couple of things that we've supported the National Medical Association with in regards to unrestricted educational grants. And one was supporting them to put on a consensus panel where essentially they brought together a group of experts in nephrology, et cetera, to really discuss chronic kidney disease, discuss the problem, why is it so prevalent in African Americans and what can be done about it. And they met a couple of months ago, and actually this week at their annual convention, they released their consensus report, which essentially just details sort of the issues and what are some steps that they believe should be taken to address it. And another thing that we've supported them with is a program called Kidney Care, Mm -hmm. which is really a culturally sensitive, targeted initiative to bring educational resources and screens to selected cities with high-risk populations. So they've identified five cities throughout the U.S. where there's a um, high incidence of patients that are at risk, and they're really going to develop educational materials, media materials, to um, go into these areas, intervene, and see if they can't make a difference in regards to the prevalence and incidence of kidney failure in these particular cities. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I'm discussing chronic kidney disease in the African-American population with Dr. Irene Agadoa, medical director of uh, nephrology and medical affairs for Amgen Incorporated. Dr. Agadoa, the initiatives sound like there's going to be a lot of public awareness campaigns and, and educational initiatives. Are there other ways in which Amgen and the NMA will be trying to approach this problem? Um, I think the education is, is really important. With chronic kidney disease, there's five stages, in the, and in the earlier stages, oftentimes uh, patients can be asymptomatic. You know, their glomerular filtration rate or their GFR, which is what is used to classify patients in, in certain stages, oftentimes that can have declined and there's really nothing that's telling to the patient. So it's really important that people are aware and that they have conversations with their doctor and ask them to, you know, check their creatinine, use their creatinine to calculate a GFR and sort of identify if they potentially could have chronic kidney disease. So I think the education is really the most important thing, not only for patients and for African Americans, but also for physicians. And I think it's, it's great to be having a conversation with you as a, as a primary care physician. My background is internal medicine as well. And I think there is a, a true opportunity really to educate internists about chronic kidney disease, how to identify it in their patient population, and what measures that they can take. Do you agree? I would think so. Yeah, we certainly uh, are aware of... Uh, these issues, but I think getting reminded that we have to be on the lookout, that these issues do not uh, produce symptoms until the very late stage, it's important to underscore that and to make sure that we're being very aggressive about looking for these problems early so we can intervene. Exactly. 
I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, diabetes, high blood pressure, minorities, those are risk factors for chronic kidney disease, as well as being elderly. And as you know, oftentimes you can check a serum creatinine in someone who's older and it doesn't really look that bad, and you're sort of maybe comforted by that number, but if you were to calculate a GFR on that patient, you would see that, you know, their kidney function is, in fact, reduced. So I I think just sort of that education, making people take that next step beyond creatinine, looking at GFR, and sort of understanding what is the role that the internist can play in modifying chronic kidney disease in their patient population is really, really important. And, I mean, just from personal experience, I felt that oftentimes, you know, when we were, were training, we would calculate like a creatinine clearance to adjust a patient's medication, but not really do much more with that information. And so I think there's a lot of education out there that can be done to really inform people of, you know, what the next step should be. And additionally, the National Kidney Foundation has a set of guidelines that really details out, you know, where is your, like if your patient is in this stage, what should you be thinking about? If they're, you know, if they're in early stage, it's really about, you know, risk reduction and slowing down progression and and what is the role of the internist and then how can the internist partner with the nephrologist in managing patients with chronic kidney disease. And I know that some of the national labs are now including not only the BUN and creatinine, but a calculation of the estimated GFR, both for African-Americans and for non-African-American populations on our lab reports. So I'm not sure how that came about, perhaps through efforts like this, but that is very helpful. I know in New Jersey they have mandated that a GFR is included on lab reports, and I think that's just, that's really helpful about, you know, making people think about it. You know, what should I do? What medications should my patient be on? And it's particularly important because patients with chronic kidney disease are also at risk for cardiovascular disease. In fact, I think in 2003, the AHA, the American Heart Association, listed chronic kidney disease as a predictor of cardiovascular disease, and it's really on the same par as diabetes And when you look at risk factors. So, you know, it's really, really important. And for your listeners, if they want to uh, sort of get some more information about it, there was an article published in the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, I think in 2004, by Go at all, and then that really sort of shows you if you look at what stage of CKD you have, you know, what is your risk for mortality, what is your risk for a cardiovascular event, what is your risk for hospitalization. And certainly very closely tied, as you were saying, to to cardiovascular events and and mortality. What role do you think does access to care play uh, in this disparity? I think that's really important, and the uh, National Medical Association addresses that in their consensus report. If you look at sort of the diseases that African Americans have that leads to them having increased incidence and prevalence of chronic kidney disease, um, oftentimes, you know, disease management in the earlier stage could potentially prevent sequelae in the outcomes. And if you don't have access to care, you know, your your high blood pressure is not going to be managed well, your diabetes is not going to be managed well, and you're ultimately going to end up with worse outcomes. So access to care is incredibly important. And additionally, for patients who are on dialysis, for patients who end up with end-stage renal disease, access to care is increasingly important issue and as part of the discussion as we think about, you know, Congress and some of the changes that they want to make to pay how dialysis is paid for. And so the NMA, along with Amgen's help, are addressing some of these broader issues in terms of access to care? Right. Well, if you look specifically at dialysis specifically, so for patients who, you know, whose kidneys fail, mm-hmm. um, there's a certain way that dialysis is paid for, and currently our Congress is looking at changing the way that dialysis is paid for and essentially taking money out of the system. And so if you take money out of the system, the system that's designed to take care of these patients, you're going to potentially impact minorities disproportionately just because they are disproportionately on dialysis. Dr. Agadoa, I realize that Amgen has been supportive of a consensus panel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
So Amgen provided an unrestricted grant to the National Medical Association, uh, and the National Medical Association convened a consensus panel to look at chronic kidney disease and its impact on African Americans. And they published a consensus report, which was made available at this meeting at the at the annual convention of the National Medical Association, and it really goes through you know the problem, some of the statistics that I mentioned that you know African Americans are only uh, 12% of the U.S. population, but they make up a third of the patients with kidney failure. So it goes through some of the you know risk factors and some recommendations for how to address the problem, and it also talks about some of the policy issues that are being sort of tossed around in Congress and, and how those policy issues may um, inadvertently um, affect minority populations. Well, I want to thank Dr. Irene Agadoa, Medical Director of Nephrology and Medical Affairs at Amgen Incorporated in Thousand Oaks, California. She's been our guest as we've been discussing some of the disparities in chronic kidney disease, particularly uh, how it affects the African-American population. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.